Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Dori, hello. Hello, Kate. You texted me because you did something in your home this weekend that you had not done since moving in. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell our listeners what happened? I do. So... Let me just set the scene. Uh, I love when you set the scene. <laughs> that is a thing you do. And I have to just go on record as saying, I love when you do it. Thank you, Kate. That Paint means a lot. The picture. So we live in a house that was built in 1924. And some of the uh, features of the home have not been updated since 1924, including one of the bathrooms. So there is a tub in that bathroom that my husband uses it is quote his bathroom. Um, and then I, I use the bathroom that is off our bedroom, but you know, with the bebe coming, I was like, well, it's good. We have a bathtub because babies need to take baths. 
And then I was like looking at the bath. I'd always been like, mm, the bathtub is like one of those bathtubs that never really looks like it gets clean, no matter how many times you clean it. You know those bathtubs? I do. I've had so many of them. Yeah. I feel like they're like a real New York thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I had always been like, nah, I, like, I don't want to take a bath in there. Also, we didn't have a stopper for the drain, which is a very, very easily thing, very easily remedied. Yes. I just and very never, affordable. Very affordable. And I just never done it. So, but I, you know, I really think I was just inspired by this podcast. This podcast Forever 35. This podcast that we do <laughs> every week, Forever 35. And I was like, I have a bathtub. What am I doing? So I went on our friend Amazon and I ordered a bath, a, a drain plug. I ordered the thing that goes over the thing. Per Jasmine Guillory's recommendation. Per Jasmine, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the thing that goes over the thing. And I ordered a bath pillow. Oh, yeah, you took like, it up. Let's level notch. up. <laughs> um, and then, so all that stuff came the other day. And then I was at Sprouts recently. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just buy one of these eucalyptus bath salt packets and I'll buy another one in lavender. They were like three bucks. And I was like, this will just amp things up a little. So I on, when was it? Friday night? Friday night. Filled up the bath. I got in. It was a little too cold, but that was all right. I also, you know, when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to take like super hot baths. Mm, okay. Um, but I put my Kindle in a Ziploc bag per Jasmine Guillory. Jasmine really is our guru. On I the mean, bath she is front. AP bath. She teaches AP bath. A P- PhD. <laughs> she in writes bath. the test. <laughs> anyway, um, I put the eucalyptus in. I got in the bath put my bath pillow on. I laid down. I was like reading. I was like, this is the life. What was I doing all this time? This bathtub was here. (laughs) What is wrong with me? Poor tub felt so neglected until you got in it. I mean, my husband takes showers in it, but he doesn't take baths. And I was like, oh my God, this is a new life. So then I took another bath last night. Oh my gosh. I used the lavender stuff. What are you going to do now? You ran out of stuff. We got to go back to Sprouts. I got to go back to Sprouts. Um, And last night, I have to admit, I made it a little hotter. I I leaned back on my bath pillow. I I closed my eyes. I was like, I'm not going to fall asleep and drown in the bathtub. But I, I I just closed my eyes just to really take it all in. I put on a face mask. Ooh. And I was like, I have never been so relaxed in my life. Holy moly. I'm so happy for you. For I have breaking the seal. Thank you. So I've also bought <laughs> okay. some, um, you have these, the, the LED candles. Oh yes. I love those. So I bought some LED candles. So my next plan. Oh my God. Set up some LED candles. <laughs> You are seducing maybe, yourself. Maybe some music. Yes. Bring oh, a little Bluetooth speaker in. Yeah. Yes. Dim the lights okay. and make it really relaxing. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, 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 as you were describing this, it really did feel like, it, honestly, that you were seducing yourself. Creating this amazing, luxurious yes. space just for you. Yeah. In this tub that's like kind of gross. Who gives a shit? Exactly. And honestly, every tub, new, old, clean, dirty, they're all kind of gross. Yeah. So just get in it. But I was like, 
oh and I, I brought my bath my bathrobe in mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so i just mm-hmm. you know i was able to just get out wrap myself up in my bathrobe and lotioned up Ugh, i love oiling up after a hot bath i mean i was like i am a new woman did you also feel like kind of that nice heavy tired feeling so you yes. just kind of crawl into bed all clean yes yes it was the perfect way to like wind down yes i i have do you know what i'm doing tonight I'm taking a bath. I have a, my back is really bothering me. Yes. And I am, I already mentally in my mental schedule, it's like, well, I'm reading Busy Phillips's memoir and I'm getting in the tub with Busy Phillips. So speaking of seducing myself, yes. I also took myself out on a date on Saturday night. Tell me everything. Well, I believe I texted you. Oh, that's right. When you were like, I want sushi. That I was craving cooked sushi. <laughs> so I took myself to the Grove and I had some sushi, but I also, while I was waiting for um, a spot to open up at the restaurant, I moseyed over to Barnes and Noble mm. and I was looking in the magazine section and I noticed a magazine called Willow and Sage. Kate, are you familiar with this publication? <laughs> no, I'm laughing though. What? Willow and Sage? Yes. Apparently it is a publication that um, they focus on like crafty things like they'll have an issue devoted to like making your own candles and this issue was devoted to making your own bath things did you buy the magazine i didn't i might go back and buy it though because i was like i could become a person who makes their own bath bombs like this is a thing i could do fun workshop also p.s bath bombs are expensive they're like six bucks each no i i I think you could a hundred percent do it i would take that course right i just need to buy some molds (laughs) Couldn't you use like an ice cube tray? A, no, because like soft... you want you want the nice roundness of them. You want them to really look like bath bombs. But they had a recipe for an oatmeal one. I was like, ooh, this looks good. <laughs> Get me some of those homemade bath bombs, Willow and Sage. Willow and Sage. You and have the a... cover, all the cover lines were in that like Pinteresty. I, I can already imagine it. It's a soft, curvy, cursive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A I was willow like, tree. This is my life now. It's like every time I pass the Magnolia table, Joanna Gaines cookbook or magazine. Exactly. Oh, there was a whole Joanna Gaines display at Barnes and Noble. Joanna Gaines. (laughs) Anyway, so that has been my new life. Dating yourself, like seducing yourself is such a, that's what a sexy activity. I'm going to try it more. Especially because, you know, I'm now that I'm pregnant, I'm not feeling like particularly sexy. I mean, I know I look sexy. Yeah, you do. Thanks, girl. Um, but I'm not like feeling that I know. Sexy. Your body is changing. Yeah. yeah. You feel it. So it's nice to just sort of like get in the tub. Take care of yourself. Take care mm. of myself. Would love to know what dates listeners take themselves out yeah, on. Yeah. Or how they seduce themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else has been going on with you, Kate? Well, Dory. Yes. I had a bit of a health spiral this yeah. weekend. Um, dealing with some sort of health stuff. But it was a really good exercise in like working on my anxiety and like the, 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 the urge I have to spiral. Mm. And instead, I tried really hard to follow like grounding practices that I knew today would make me feel better and have some control over not the health stuff that's right. going on, but just control over how I'm feeling otherwise. Kate, you are trying to reframe your own narrative. Listen. And I love it. I am in cognitive behavioral therapy 
in a major way right now. And it's working. I have to say, I feel like I'm starting to implement some of the tools yeah. that I'm learning. So, you know, so I have, I had to make a bunch of doctor's appointments and I had the urge to not do it because I'm scared, but instead I called first thing this morning and made my two appointments and then like last night after kind of a tough day, I made myself do my gratitude practice, which helped because I was, I think when mm. you, it's very easy to like list all of the things you're grateful for when you've had a great day, but totally. when you had a shitty day and you're like, ugh, what am I grateful for? All this hard stuff is going on. It really does help you find like the, the wonderful good chunks of your life. And then this morning I showered. I oiled my body with some almond oil. Nice. I did my lemon water. Nice. Warm lemon water. I ate a nice big breakfast. Nice. I made some eggs on corn tortillas. Ooh. And then I like just took in my fresh, I put on a dress. Yeah, you look cute. I tried to make myself just feel good. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still feeling panicky, but I also feel like I'm in control of what I can control. And everything else will just play out. Yeah. So that was an interesting, it was an interesting kind of just observing myself yeah. and how I, I, you know, I, health stuff is very scary for me. It's like where my anxiety lives in a lot of ways. So, <clears throat> so that was the journey I went on this weekend. So here I am. Yeah. But I feel okay. I'm glad that you kind of like recentered. I did reframe that narrative. You fully did. Did the reframing. Yeah. yeah it does. It does help. I mean, it doesn't make anything easier, but it right. does, it does help. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I landed. Good. Thank you for asking. Of course. How did your selling of items go? Well, um, I, I'm, I'm perpetually purging things. You're from a purge my master. House. But, you know, of course, being a purge master raises the question of why the hell did I have so much stuff to begin with? I do have to tell you. Every time you do a purge, I'm amazed that you keep finding... My sister has said this as well. She was like, how do you have stuff left? Yeah, that's right. I can't. And it's like good stuff. It's I not know. even like you're now getting rid of like your meh stuff. No, no. Now I'm getting rid of the good stuff. So this is stuff that you at first, for the initial purges, you held on to. Exactly. Like I was like, no, no, no. Like these, this is too nice. Or this is, I need to keep this. And now I'm like, I never wear it. It needs to go. I just can't believe like every purge you do. I'm always like, I want all of this. You this can is have still it. Good. I, I'll give you a discount. Oh, thank you. <laughs> code forever 35. <laughs> Promo code forever 35. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, there was some stuff that like, I thought it would be easier to invite people over to buy stuff. It turns out people don't like to show up to stuff. So only a couple people came, but one of the people who came was a woman I hadn't seen in 20 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a cool excuse to get together. Yeah. So it was like great to reconnect with her. Um, and she bought some makeup. What a great, like, uh, killing two birds with yeah. one stone. And then, so when the afternoon was kind of winding down, it was becoming clear that no one, like another person came just to kind of like say hi. But it was clear that like no one else was going to come and actually buy stuff. I was like, let me just sell some stuff on Instagram. You're so good at it. But what was great is it. I had already been inspired to kind of gather all this stuff together that I wanted to get rid of. So I wasn't just sort of like cherry picking from my closet. It was like, it was all there. So I just started selling stuff and I sold a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like I made a really good dent in some stuff that had like, this was stuff that I've had for a while. Like a lot of it was stuff I've had for a while that I haven't worn in a long time 
that I was just holding on to for whatever reason. Some really nice bags. Some really nice bags. Those went quick. Um, but I just don't use them anymore. And so like, why keep them? Set them free and let them live another life with a new person. Exactly. So that felt really good. And you were donating part of the money that you earned too, right? Yes. I was going, I'm going to donate some to every town for gun safety. What a great, again, another killing two birds with one stone. I mean, just a one, two. Yeah. I need to decide. I need to decide how much I'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, so that felt good. Happy purging. Thank you. It's also got to feel good as you prepare to welcome a new person into your home to just kind of make physical space for baby boy Shafrira. Mm-hmm. Shafrira. Shafrira. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Shafrira. Um, yeah. We both have a lot of stuff. And so it needs to kind of go. So, um, the last thing that I just want to mention before we take a quick break is there is a new podcast out from our friends at the wing, which is a network of women's co-working and event spaces, um, in New York, DC, San Francisco, and soon Los Angeles. Cannot wait. And they have a new podcast called no man's land. That is kind of an offshoot of their, um, biannual magazine also called no man's land. And they are focusing on kind of like badass women, sort of like badass forgotten women throughout history. So cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I've listened to the first episode. It's amazing. Um, by the time this comes out, there should be two episodes available. So I would encourage everyone to check that out. I will. You should. Um, and now we're going to take a quick break. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman 
and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. So... Today is Thanksgiving. Well, not today, but when this podcast comes out, it will be Thanksgiving. It will. And so we wanted to take some time to talk about gratitude. My favorite topic. Kate's favorite topic. Besides Costco. (laughs) But I bet Costco is one of the things you feel grateful for. Dory, you know what the last thing on my list is. (laughs) Says I am grateful for Costco. (sighs) Because I am. Dory, I have established this year a gratitude practice yes where i just note down three things i'm grateful for each day i'm not always consistent with it but i try to be fairly regular and that can be anything i think sometimes when we think of a gratitude practice it has to be like i'm grateful for the wind blowing through the trees but instead it can simply be like i'm grateful for ice in my water totally it can be simple you put ice in my water. I did. I'm not trying to hint that you should be grateful for it. <laughs> I am so grateful. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, you know, it's, you know, sometimes I think we can feel self-indulgent. Mm. Like, oh, I'm grateful for my face. I mean, whatever it is. 
I'm not explaining this well, but I'm just saying you can be grateful for anything. It doesn't matter. You don't have to show this practice to anyone. It's really just a way to check in with yourself Mm -hmm. and reflect on the positive things that happen for you on a daily basis. And I find it can be very helpful in turning my perspective around, especially when I'm going through a really tough time. And it's not fun to, to do a gratitude practice on a hard day or during a hard episode. But it does really help. It does help me see the bright spots even in the hardest times that I'm going through. <sighs> so you, you have really sold me on gratitude. It, I, I, I say this a lot and I feel like it sounds kind of dorky, but it has been really transformative for me. It is a real, real way of pulling myself. I, I tend to get into a negative space or I start to kind of panic or get really overwhelmed with anxiety or dread and forcing myself to sit down and really review my day. And I now do yeah. it with my family every night at dinner. We have to, everybody has to share a high and a low, or if you have no lows, two highs from your day. And it just really, it just really helps to talk about. I, I don't know. It's just, it's changed me. It has changed me. So my first thing is that I have gratitude for gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm grateful for my health. Okay. My family's health. Yeah. Our general safety and well-being. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the communities in my life that nourish and support me. I am grateful for sexy, hot romance books that give me swoony feelings. Nice. That's my favorite feeling in the world. I just read one that gave me this feeling. I did the like stay up till one thirty in the morning finishing the book. Ooh, yeah. I love that feeling more than anything. So thank you, especially to sexy romance books that give me that feeling most of all. Uh, I mean, I'm grateful for Dory. Thing. I'm grateful for Dory. Sammy. Sammy. Everyone who has helped us create this podcast mm-hmm. and the community around it and the listeners and guests who make Forever 35 what it is and trust us with their questions and comments and experiences and feedback. And I am grateful for people in our country who work tirelessly to make this world a safer, more kind and fair place. And I'm grateful for all I've learned this year. That's very broad, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I've learned a ton about myself, the world, other people. It's been a very, ugh, I don't want to say transformative again. I sound like a life coach, but you know, it's been a long, 2018 has been a year. Yeah. And then, yes, I want to conclude by saying that I am grateful for Costco. I mean, you should be. For their big ass containers of organic raspberries, for their coffee beans, for their skincare products, for the bulk preparation H butt wipes I buy there for the vitamins for the granola bars for the cheese whisks I mean I could go on okay, and on the organic milk uh, the <laughs> the bubbly water the mochi okay so Dory that's my that was my general longer 2018 Thanksgiving yeah. gratitude list and I'm excited to be spending my time with my family this Thanksgiving yeah. very very grateful for that Um, well, I am also grateful for a lot of things this year. I'm grateful that Knockwood IVF finally worked. Um, I'm grateful that we have a house. We have a roof over our heads. Period. Period. Um, I'm grateful that our landlord is installing a dishwasher and a new sink and a garbage disposal because our sink was sinking. Quite literally. Quite literally sinking. Um, I am grateful that 
more stuff keeps appearing in our neighborhood. Like a, they're, they're, they're building like a coffee shop across the street from me. Um, and I love living in a neighborhood that I can walk places where I can walk places. Cause in LA, that's kind of rare. You have a community. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Um, but yeah, I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my dog, even though he was very annoying on his walk this morning. I am also grateful that I'm close with my family because not everyone is. No, that's a true gift. Yeah. Um, but both physically close and also emotionally close. I'm not physically close that's to true. my family, um, but I am emotionally close to my family. Um, and I'm grateful that <clears throat> I'm spending Thanksgiving with some of them. I'm spending Thanksgiving with my sister and her family which I'm really happy about. And I'm grateful that the Democrats took the house. Amen. I'm grateful for this podcast. I like it too. And for you. Well, thanks. Kate. And I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful that, you know, grateful that I still have friends. <laughs> like, you know, we hear, like, I would say friendship is one of the top three things that we hear about on this podcast. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And kind of navigating adult friendships is complicated, especially when a lot of your close friends live across the country. But I FaceTimed with a close friend yesterday who lives in New York, and that was really nice. I was like, oh, I miss her. Did you express your gratitude for said friend in your conversation? Yeah. I mean, we were both sort of like, I miss you. I yeah. love you. Um, also, her daughter is so cute and starting to like crawl around. Oh. Um yeah, so like I'm grateful for all of that. And I'm wondering, have you expressed your gratitude? You mentioned your family. Have you told them that you are grateful for them? Hmm. No, but I should. I mean, not to nudge you in that direction, but I wonder if you wrote a letter. <laughs> I don't think you know my family. <laughs> How would that be received? They'd be like, what the fuck, Dory? No, I think my, I think everyone, I think they would be very touched. It just like, it's so like not something that would happen in my family, like at all. And I think you bring up a good point. Certain practices aren't great for everybody. (laughs) Like, I think they would be touched and also sort of like, are you okay? (laughs) I did that to my dad. I wrote him. I, in therapy, I talked about this, this, like some of the things he did for me when I was a kid, uh, that I had never really thanked him for. Like, like when I was a teenager, like once I was at a, a fish concert in Albany, New York and the people I happened to be with who I didn't know very well started using hard drugs and it freaked me out. Oh God. And I called my parents and I was like, Hey, I'm leaving Albany and driving home to Boston. This was like at 11 o'clock at night. On like a random. December. Were you supposed to like stay over? I was going to stay over at this person's house see, and I then see. drive home the following morning, and I I was really uncomfortable. And my dad, this was in you know 1997. My dad drove out on the Mass Pike and met me. Like they picked a rest Aww. stop and met in between, and then we caravanned home together. Aww. You know, until like two in the morning. Aww. And I hadn't thought about that in years. And so I wrote him an, I wrote him this like heartfelt card. And then I got this text. It was like, thanks for letter. You know how like dads, <laughs> totally. they don't write in full sentences. <laughs> yep. But I have to think hopefully. But I'm sure it felt he, good. To I write hope that. so. But yeah. you know what? It felt good. Even if, even if he, I think he did appreciate it, but it felt good to just acknowledge because I, I think sometimes as a kid, 
at least for me, I happen to be a very, I think a bit of a selfish kid and took for granted a lot of the things that my parents did for me. So starting to kind of come out of that now as an adult feels good. This still sounds a little selfish, but it felt nice to be like, oh God, the thing I didn't appreciate when I was 18, I appreciate a lot now. Totally. So anyway, it worked for me. You might not want to do it. I mean, we'll see. (laughs) Um, I don't know. We'll... I, I am excited to spend Thanksgiving with my sister and her family. I love your relationship with your sister so much. Yeah. Um, Dare I say, I'm grateful for it. Oh. It's cool seeing people model relationships. I don't have a sister, and it's, yeah. it's, I like learning from you guys. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You have daughters who are sisters. Oh, I do. Yes, you do. And Lord, help me. I'm grateful <laughs> for them and their relationship with each other, but... Um, do you have specific Thanksgiving traditions that you do as a family? That's a great question. It's changed, you know, because we used to go to my grandparents' house and have a very Italian Thanksgiving with a lasagna or manicot, Mm -hmm. as my grandmother used to say, which is not any sort of pronunciation, but it was her Connecticut accent. Anyway, uh, but they've passed. Then my mom passed away. And then a new tradition was born on my mom's side of the family and like the entire extended family gathers. So all my mom's cousins, my dad goes and my stepmom who, you know, are, they're still very much a part of my mom's family, even though my mom's passed away. All these just like extended cousins and kids and they all gather at one person's house Um, and unfortunately it's a little bit hard for us to go because we live on the West coast, but that is, but I still, we always FaceTime with everybody and I'm, you know, seeing just this huge extended family. And I think that's really, that's really special, even though I'm not there to be at it. Totally. This year, my family, my immediate family is going on a little vacation, which I think we really need some quality time together. So I'm I'm so excited for you guys. And speaking of gratitude, I'm very grateful that we are able to have the means to do something like this. Yeah. Because we haven't just the four of us kind of been together as a family unit in like a relaxed way in a long time. And I'm excited to make some new memories. Oh, that'll be so fun. I think so. Yeah. I'd love to hear about our listeners Thanksgiving traditions too. I would too. And how you've made new ones. Yeah. Because I think what's, what's tricky about traditions is sometimes it can feel weird to just organically start one do you know what I mean like there's Mm -hmm. stuff you do as kids that you keep doing into your adulthood but figuring out ways to create new ones can feel kind of clunky so I would love to know how people have gone about that as well yeah and if we in case we haven't made it clear we're very incredibly grateful for everyone who listens to this podcast thank Thank you you so 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 much it's truly an honor truly um, and thank you to our advertisers who we're going to hear from now. Yes. Is that a good segue? Great segue, thank Kate. You. Our guest today is Emily McDowell. Emily, welcome to the pod. Thanks so much for having me. We are going to start things off with a bio, which is what we normally do when we have a guest on. Yours is extra special. Do you know why? Um, I don't know why. Okay. Your friend, Carrie Chapin, wrote us an email when she <gasps> found out you were going to be on the podcast and she asked if she could write the bio for you for your interview. No. Yeah. She didn't. She, she did. did. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So we didn't actually write this one. Carrie Chapin, thank huh? you so much for <laughs> writing us and for giving us this bio of your dear friend, 
Emily. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Our guest today is writer, illustrator, and entrepreneur, Emily McDowell. She is the founder of Emily McDowell Studio, a stationery and gift company that helps us all say what we really mean to the people and the relationships we really have. She is the creator of Empathy Cards and co-author of the book, There Is No Good Card for This, What to Say and Do When Life is Scary, Awful, and Unfair to People You Love. While all of this is impressive, it only scratches the surface of what makes Emily special. Emily is the human equivalent of your favorite yoga pants, comfortable, cozy, and irreplaceable, and just what you need at the end of the day. She is the serum of your dreams in the form of a woman, always willing to plump up your spirit, heal your emotional blemishes, and make sure that you are the glowing best version of you that you can be. I hope everyone who listens to this interview is lucky enough to have a friend they love as much as I love Emily McDowell. Okay. I'm crying now. <laughs> I'm a okay. little. That uh-huh. made me weepy, and I don't. We just, you and I just met, and I don't know Carrie. Well, Carrie is the one who told me about this podcast. Oh, thanks, Carrie. Oh. And Carrie washes her face because of you. Oh. And because of your podcast. Well, our work here okay. is done. She started washing her face. I mean, washing it in a, you know, in a in a detailed way. And it's changed her life. And I started washing my face in a detailed way because Carrie did and told me how much it changed her life and told me about this podcast. Whoa. Whoa. So you are responsible for so much face washing and life changing. <laughs> Just responsible for <laughs> Nighttime face washing everywhere. Cultural contributions 101. Your skin, your yeah. skin is remarkably smooth. Oh, thank you. Mm, what do you, you do? I mean, we will talk about your very impressive resume. Oh, but I'm happy to talk what about is my face. Your, what is your face washing regimen? Like, what did you dive in with? Paula's Choice. Oh, oh. we get a lot of emails about Paula's Choice. Yeah. So this was a carry. This was, I basically was like, Carrie, tell me what you do and I will do it. And so she sent me photos and very detailed information about all of the products. And then I went and did my own little Paula's Choice information thing. Like you can go on their website and tell Paula's Choice what kind of skin you have and what your problems are, and they will tell you what to buy. And so I use a, well, first I use a a micellar water. Micellar Mm -hmm. water. How do you say that word? We don't. You say micellar. Micellar. But that could be wrong. That could be wrong. Like John Paul micellar. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. I use that and that I just got at like Vons, like something. Love a Vons. And then I use uh, Paula's Choice face wash. Mm -hmm. And then I use um, one of their toners um, that I think is called like resist. Which is wow. funny. I mean, very it's you know, it's very on point, very on topic, <laughs> on brand. Um, and then I use one of the. I use like a two percent, uh, some sort of salicylic acid or mm-hmm. some some sort of serum. Which I've thing. heard their serums are great. It's really good. Um, and then sometimes, if I'm feeling extra fancy, I use like a extra moisturizer. Mm. But my skin is really oily. Um, and so generally, I'm not hyper moisturizing and i use their oh and now i use sunscreen i've lived in la for 11 years and i started using sunscreen just like seven recently. months ago okay but you i know, know what? better late than never yeah. better late than never and it's this lightweight um moisturizer sunscreen that they have that sounds um, perfect that's a perfect regimen yeah it's great it's great and it doesn't take that long like it's not yeah. you know it, it only takes like three minutes like it sounds like it takes a long time but you were not a face washer before not in a... I wasn't either. Not in a very... I mean, 
it's not that I didn't ever wash my face, but I, I wasn't loyal to a product. I didn't really know what order things were supposed to go in. I didn't understand like serum, like, you know, I just kind of would, I would see something that had good packaging or I would like read something Mm -hmm. in an Allure magazine on a plane and be like, yeah, I'm going to get that at Mm -hmm. Sephora. And then I would get it and use half of it. And like Paula's Choice, I just, this is my first time ever reordering products when they run out. Like that's, that's the big true for test, me, right? Like yeah. that's a, like of somebody who's committed to something. Yeah, yeah. So yes, you. I follow. I've followed you on Instagram for many years, and you've talked a lot about how you've kind of been taking care of yourself, n- nurturing yourself differently this year. Is that has that been part of it? Oh yeah, definitely. It definitely has been a part of it. Um, I basically worked myself into being like a shell of a human. Um, mm. It was. It's so interesting. Because people, because I have this this brand that um, is really f- like is fun, you know, like the stuff is fun, the work is fun, and you get all the time. Um, I get the comments like, "Your job must be so fun," and like, yes, like part of my job is fun, um, but I was up until this year, the sole artist and writer and content creator. And like, he wrote all the marketing emails and designed all the blitzes and the website and everything. Wow. And then also ran the company. And so I had it's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And I had, you know, we had a warehouse in Las Vegas, and we had an office here and I had six remote employees and we had eight in the warehouse. And it was a it was just a it was a lot. And we went through a lot of we went through massive growth, which is very fast, which is great, um, but also was so challenging in that we were a different company every three months for two and a half years. And so it was every time we created and figured out how to solve a problem, the solution would be outdated like three months later. Mm -hmm. And running both the wholesale and website parts of the business require totally different things and different staff and different thinking and resources. And so I had just gotten to a place – sort of in in the spring of this year where I was just like running on nothing. I mean, I was, I, I, I had only cared about work for five years Mm -hmm. um, and at the expense of everything else in my life, you know, I was unhealthy. My, my, like, I never saw my partner, like our relationship was like, Hey, high five in the hallway. (laughs) Like it was not, you know, like, everything I was, I would spend whole weekends asleep. Like I was really, Mm. like I would really, I was really depressed. I was really just not functioning. And when it came time to sit down and do the work and the work is supposed to be like joyful, like this is supposed to be the fun part. And it felt like digging a ditch. And it's like, you know, writing Mm. some, writing like a funny greeting card shouldn't feel like digging a ditch. Like that's not what this is. Right. And so I actually made a big change to the business model at the beginning of this year. We merged with um, a company called Knock Knock, which is a gift brand, uh, gift and, and publisher that's been around since 2002. Um, they are much, they're still a you know indie company, but they're larger than we are with a much more established infrastructure and a much more established wholesale business. And so that gave us the opportunity to sort of to meld with their infrastructure and to take some of that management responsibility off of me. And so now we, along with a third, a third smaller brand called, um, it was formerly Sisters of Los Angeles, and now it's called People, Places, and Things. And the three of us are the who's there group. Mm-hmm. And I'm a 
equity partner and who's there. And I still run Emily McDowell Studio, but we have a lot more in terms of resources and people and things, people who aren't me um, mm-hmm. doing things. And and people who aren't me helping to manage my former employees who came over and who weren't getting mentoring because I didn't know how to mentor them. Like we had hit my ceiling too. And so it was like, we were all kind of the blind leading the blind. Like, I don't know, like, I guess we'll try this and then we'll try that. And then we'll try this. And now they have people who can teach them um, in a, in a better way than I could teach them. And so it's, it's a lot better. Um, And so one of the things that I've been able to do, even though this year has been really busy with the merger is like I took my first vacation in years um, and I went to Bali for two mo- two weeks, two months, I wish, <laughs> two weeks, two and a half weeks in, um, in May. And I really unplugged. It was the first vacation I've ever taken um, since starting this company almost six years ago um, where I didn't look at my email every day, like where I didn't work every day. Right. And I've only taken, I've only taken, I think two vacations period in that time. Um, And so it, it was really transformative and it's funny because it was a relatively short period of time, right? Like you think two weeks is kind of like not anything, but it actually really like, I feel like something happened to me on a cellular level while I was there. Mm some sort of shift that I came home and there was everything felt different. Like my nervous system felt different. I was like, instead of sitting there watching TV and like twitching and picking and like not being able to focus on anything and like having my partner be like, what is wrong with you? You know, like every (laughs) five minutes, um, it was like a calmness. It was a, it was a totally different, it felt like the in my I can't even describe this very well, but it felt like the insides of me got rearranged and put back into order. And I did a lot of like I did sound healing, like one on one sound healing that but in, in Bali. So basically our trip to Bali was like healing one oh one. Like we got some sort of massage or sound treatment or therapy or Ayurvedic thing or facial or something every single day. Like that's all we did. We, it was a friend and I went and a friend of mine who is leads meditation retreats and is a great friend. And so she was like, I'm going to be your, like, I'm going to make sure that you do this for yourself. You had a guide. I did have a guide and she had been to Bali three times and I'd never been. And so she, she knew what to do and she kind of booked everything. And and I was just like, just you take care of it and and we'll do it. And it was amazing. And Bali is a culture in which self-care is really important. Um, Mm. Like they have charts in the airport bathroom that show you what color your pee should be. And because of hydrate, they're like hydrate, you know, like in the airport bathroom, like this is what we care about. Like, and so there are, and and so like the Balinese will, they get massages twice a week as part of a self-care regimen. And so it's like $12 for an hour for a massage. It's, it's a incredibly inexpensive when you go there as someone from the US to be able to do like three treatments a day if you want to. And so that's really, it was like this intensive, like total switch around for me of being in my body for the first time in years. And it was like, you kind of knew that you had to do a total reset. Oh yeah. I knew that I was, I didn't know how it was going to happen. Like I was in that place where I was like, I am a, I am like a disaster of a person right now. Like I am, I feel like I I felt like I was living from the neck up completely. Mm -hmm. Like 
whatever was happening down there was like, it was like, you know, it was like not really a thing, like looking down at the rest of my body and being like, oh, (laughs) there's an arm, like that's someone's (laughs) arm. I don't know if it's mine, but no, you know, and I, I had gained 30 pounds since 2016, in 2016 and 2017 from stress and starting with the election. I really think like collectively Mm -hmm. as a nation, we, we, that didn't, that didn't help us uh, health-wise. Um, like everyone I knew had, had gained stress weight um, after the election, and I just kind of kept going. And so it was – I was just – everything – like I was eating – I was living on sugar and like, yeah, it was a, I was in a bad spot. And how did you – how have you been able to kind of maintain some of those self-care practices or just prioritizing your needs like that since you've come home? Because obviously yeah. you came home from – a beautiful vacation. And now it's like, you're and back you're like, at your job and yes. you're back in, you know, your home. And I was terrified. Like that yeah. was my biggest, like I came home and I was like, how am I going to do this? And so a, f- a few things happened. Um, I quit eating sugar at the end of my mm. trip. And so now it's been almost five months. And I am a person who, <laughs> lest you think you cannot quit sugar, I am a person who have attempted like seven whole 30s in the past. <laughs> if like whole four was a thing, I would, done, I would be like so good at it. You're very, you're very good at I, I'm super good at whole yeah. four. But um, I had done one whole 30 successfully in like 2014 and like white knuckling it, like, you know, and and cheating, you know, like just not doing it at things right. And um, immediately it was like – day 30, like the bell rang and I was like face first in Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and, um, but this time I stopped eating sugar and it was literally, it was, I noticed it was like, oh, I've gone a day and a half without eating sugar. What if I just keep going? Mm-hmm. Because I've also been having, I, I'm in, I'm 42 and I've, I'm in the massive perimenopause, um, which is happening a little early for me based because of the chemo that I had 20 years ago. And my symptoms have been real bad. Um, mm-hmm. And that was another thing that's been happening these last couple of years is like just everything from the brain fog, massive mood swings, like confusion, thinking you're going insane, um, night sweats, like waking up, having to change my shirt like three times. Wow. Like really intense stuff. And um, I can't do bioidentical hormones or anything like that because of the medical history. So I I was just kind of like, okay, like, I guess this is going to just, no one can tell me when this will end. Yeah. So I guess I'm just going to live with this. And, you know, and, um, but then I was reading about how quitting sugar and, and, and all the things you don't want to do, you know, like basically whole 30 style eating, mm-hmm. um, which is like whole foods and, no processed food and no alcohol and no sugar and all the things that you sound that sound totally unfun um, helps with symptoms. That's like one of the very few things that actually helps. And so I was feeling motivated by that too. Like I'm gonna just I'm gonna just stop and see what happens. And for whatever reason, it hasn't been hard. And I don't wow. know why. I don't. I wish I could explain it. I wish I could. I wish I could bottle it and explain it. Not just because I would become a billionaire, but right. because I, but because it's, I would not have believed you if you'd ever said you'll quit sugar and like everything, like honey, maple syrup, like all everything except fruit, like you'll quit sugar, you'll quit drinking. 
and and that's include includes alcohol mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I've had a couple glasses of wine. Like my twentieth college reunion happened like two Oof. weeks into this, and I was like, um, and so I did drink a little bit then. But I really and I and I've had a couple glasses of wine here and there. But for the most part, sugar was a bigger problem for me than alcohol. Like mm. I wasn't a huge drinker before, so just saying no to most of it hasn't been that big of a deal. But the sugar was a re- has been a really big deal, and so, um, and I was already gluten free, so it's already like. You know, so the restrictions felt – the restrictions have always felt like, oh, that's too much. But for whatever reason, I don't know why. Hmm. It was like my body was like, you – nope. Like it was like a self-preservation wow. <laughs> instinct kicked in. Like, no, you got to – you got to figure this out. And my – the symptoms, all of the the perimenopause stuff has gotten so much better. Um, Like I would say – at least a 75% improvement. Oh, that must be such a relief. It's such a relief. And so that is a motivator, you know, as much Mm -hmm. as anything else to keep going. I really think my skin has gotten way better. I really think that's a result of no sugar. Um, I've lost some weight, you know, 17 pounds or something over five months, which is, which is great. Um, My husband (laughs) has been doing this, has been, has been eating similarly and has lost like 45. And so I'm like, like, Men's bodies are, yeah. (laughs) I know, but you know, he's a dude and like, that's what happens. And so he's like wearing his clothes from college and I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Good for you, honey. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been it was really just it was really a shift of i had to decide my inner peace and my personal happiness have to come first like they have to and my health and it's a choice that i have that i am continually that you have to make 75 times a day you know mm-hmm. like to say it's not that work isn't important but that this thing is the most important thing and so the rest of the choices that i make are going to support my health first and my mental state and my physical state and everything else gets woven in around that instead of i can fit i'll fit health in sometime right. later you know like um which was my attitude for so long which is just like a totally different mindset. Totally different mindset. And so I and I've been working with a coach. Like I've been, I mean, I've been really like in it and and reading a ton of books, doing a lot of work, doing a lot of spiritual work actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you talk about that? Because yeah. I I um Yeah, we saw it on your Instagram. Yes, I remember when you posted yeah, when I like came I, out as yeah. a spiritual person. Yes, and I went yeah. back and, re- and reread that post last night. And it was great. You're like, there's stuff you might have noticed that I'm a little different. And it's because I'm like deep diving into spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear if you're open to sharing, I would love to hear more about that, what you're reading, what brought that on and how how it's impacted you. Yeah. So um, I have been it's so I was raised totally not religious. um, And religion was never a part of my life. I didn't I was atheist agnostic it was just like i come from like an east coast intellectual family so it was like not a thing um and i have been interested in basically the central question of like who i am and what i'm supposed to be here for like what mm-hmm. my purpose is mm-hmm. for for quite some time and actually in 2011 i started a spiritual psychology program at the university of santa monica which is here in la oh, and they do an online program too and they've been around for like 25 years and at the time it was a two years master two year masters program and i think they've changed it since since then but um 
it was a it was this intensive basically exploration of who am i what what is my purpose um what is this universe all about and what is the role of something bigger than me whether it's whether you call it god or spirit or energy or whatever what is that thing and how does that impact me and how do and how do i live with it and work with it and and what is it and it was a great program and i went i went to it because i had quit my job in advertising and i didn't know what i was going to do with the rest of my life and what ended up happening was really as a direct result of going of what i was learning in this program about stripping back and remembering who i was and like mm. unlearning a lot of the things that i had learned throughout my life you know as a result of living in this culture and unlearning that and going back to what do i love what am why am i here yeah that was what starting the company came out of like it that was that was that I work to ask about yeah that. so yeah. that work actually was what um was what turned into the company and because and it was like cool this is great this is amazing this is why i did that like i did this to figure this out and a lot of people it's a it was a program was so interesting it was in its in my class, I think the youngest person was 21 and the oldest woman was 80. Wow. And people came for all different reasons. And I think the the, the majority of people were mid-career successful in one – had been really successful as a lawyer or accountant or whatever and saying, what else is there? Like this is – I climbed the ladder. I did what I thought I was supposed to do to make me happy. And it didn't really – like it didn't pan out. That ladder was like leaning against the wrong wall or the ladder led nowhere and like – what am I supposed to actually do? Um, and I was in that camp and the company got so busy that I had to drop out of the program. Like I basically had wow. to choose. The company took off really quickly and I had to choose, okay, do I put all this energy into this company or do I say, um, okay, great. I'm going to honor this. I'm going to honor this program and finish out this two years. And I decided at the time that I should take advantage of the momentum of the company and that if I wanted to finish the program, I could always go back and do that and finish the second year, um, which I didn't actually end up doing, not because it wasn't great, but because I've been just neck deep in the company since, yeah. can two, you, since 2012. Can you talk a little bit about the early days of the company? Like what kind of led you to even start? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a company. Um, it was – I was freelancing and advertising. I was in this program on the weekends. Um, and I started writing and illustrating comics, um, and going back to the stuff I liked to do as a kid, which was that. And, and so you had never done that professionally? Not professionally, right? no, no, no. I was a creative writing major in college, um, but it was pre-computer, like Quark. I graduated from college in 1998, and so the, and I was an art minor, but art, it was like fine art. Like it was, yeah. you know, I did like fiber art which is super employable, <laughs> um, like, <laughs> creative writing and fiber art um, major, please hire me. Um, and, uh, and so computer, it wasn't like computer design or anything. And so I mm -hmm. learned, I learned that through being a, an art director and advertising and then, be, and then had become a writer in advertising, um, realized that, that I, that I liked that better. And so I, but I'd never done any kind of my own stuff professionally. And 
So I just started a like a Tumblr blog and and started posting the stuff for my friends, really. And people started saying, I would buy that. Like I would buy that. I would, you know, you should, you should sell those things. Um, and so I was also lettering and lettering back then wasn't a huge trend. There was a f- Mary Kate McDevitt was doing it and Jessica Hish was doing it. There are a few people, but it wasn't like it is now. And so I started lettering and drawing and um, Pinterest was just getting started. And so back then you could put something on Pinterest and just by virtue of it being up there, people would repin it mm-hmm. because the volume of traffic wasn't as high as it is mm-hmm. now. And so you could put something up and if and if it was interesting to people, it would spread and they would repin it. And so I started doing that and I was like, okay, this is people are liking what I'm doing. Like this is cool. This is this maybe could be a thing. And so I opened an Etsy store and um I couldn't think of a good name for it, and I just wanted to open it, so I just called it my name, which is the reason, like, to this day that the company's named <laughs> after me, which was not not the best idea, it turns out. Um, but, yeah, um, I had an Etsy store, and I sold prints for a while that I just printed on a fancy Epson that I bought and shipped out, and I couldn't – and I really wanted to do cards, but I felt I, – I was not a business person. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had not run a business, and I was – and I was like, why – how can I make money on something that costs like $3, you know? And yeah. when I can make this – I can take this same art and put it on a print and sell it for $25. Like, why would I sell it for, you know, $4? And then I um, – <laughs> then I learned a little bit about sending it to a printer and like, you know, what could happen? <laughs> and uh, and, and um, But really what the impetus was, it wasn't even that to start doing cards was um, really starting to feel like – you know what? I don't even know if I'll ever make money doing this, but this is what I, but there, I feel like there's an opportunity to say something that isn't being said mm-hmm. in this world. And I'd always had trouble finding cards at the store that felt like they actually spoke to the relationships I had. Like they were always really gushy poems about Mother's Day or the, the like the boyfriend cards were never appropriate for like whatever weird ass relationship I was in. <laughs> and, and so Valentine's Day was coming up. And I, you know, it was like, you know what I've never seen is a card that is to give to the person that you're like kind of dating, but not really. And Valentine's Day comes and you're like, shit, like, do I give them a normal card and then give them a speech like, uh, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, here you go. I gave you this thing. <laughs> or do I not give them anything? And then that's weird because what if like if they give me something and like, should we acknowledge this? Do we not? Like, how do we what how do we deal with that? And that's like. There are so many, like millions of people in relationships like that yeah. on Valentine's Day who don't know what to do. And I'd never seen a card that was appropriate for that. And so I made one that was basically the text of the speech that you give to somebody when you would hand them a normal card. Like, oh, I know we're not like together or anything, but it felt weird to not say anything. So I got you this card. And it was just a little thing at the end of like the whole little sort of rant. And at the end, it just says, forget it. And like really little <laughs> letters. And um I put it in my Etsy shop and I figured – and I had like 100 printed at a, a local printer because that's the that was the lowest number I could make. And I felt like maybe I'll – you know, if I sell five of this, those five people are, are going to be so psyched. Like I don't know if I'll – I don't know if people will see this, but I but I felt really confident that if people did see it, they would buy it. But the, the, the piece of it that I could felt like I couldn't control was will people see this? Like who knows? I don't know. And what happened was Etsy put it on their Facebook page. Oh, wow. And that and that was before the algorithm changed. Like, remember when brands didn't have a different 
algorithm yeah. as regular people. And yeah. so they just, anyone that followed Etsy would see its posts. And this was during that time. And so it ended up being Etsy's most shared and most liked post of that whole year. Oh my God. Holy and they crap. shared it. Yeah. And they, and, and it was like on everywhere from like Cosmo.com to the, it was on the front page of Reddit. It was on, you know, like, uh, it was on Funny or Die. Like it was, it wow. went just super, super viral. And um, I had basically a week to ship them because <laughs> I didn't really think about the timing. Like you think about, you have to ship a Valentine. Like if you, if someone buys a card from you right. for a thing, right. you can't like ship it the day before because they, they have to get it, you know? So you have to stop shipping it like a week or more in advance of the holiday. And so I basically had one week to sell these things and I ended up selling 1,700 of them. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Uh, one by one. Like wow, and you were doing all the shipping yourself. Oh God, yeah, I was in. I didn't even have a a room in my house. I mean, I had oh you know, I had like a laptop in my living room. I was, I, and so I was buying envelopes at Paper Source. Like I was like, I don't know, like I, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Wow. And I just kept calling the printer because I didn't know how many more to print, you know. And I called right. them and be like, a hundred more, a hundred more, and then that became like, uh, I guess do three hundred more <laughs> because it just kept going. And there were guys that were ordering like ten of them, which was so funny. Oh to my me. God, um, and like. <laughs> creepy and and like you know um and then and i had guys that were like and it was really cute there were there were like several guys actually that bought two that that put a note in that into like notes to seller saying i'm buying an extra in case i screw up the first one oh which i thought was so cute that's so sweet um and there were and there was like people trying to order them from like south africa and like you know and like where it would it would take a month to ship it and i was like you guys just print it out you know, like, like, it's fine. Like, don't stress out about this. The shipping is going to be $50. You know, like, this is a piece of paper. Um, I appreciate your enthusiasm. But but so it was nuts. And it was like round the clock that week. And my, my stepson was like seven at the time, six. And he was like putting cards together with envelopes. And like, it was just, it was, it was like mayhem. And, but at the end of that week, it was like, okay. I think I'm onto something here and I think that I could figure out a way to do this um, because I know that I have a lot of things to say and I, it feels like the audience is here. And so it's a matter of figuring out the logistics of this thing. And I think I'm up for that challenge. And so that was sort of the beginning of it. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. 
I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And and having gone through that and then that has grown into a company and then you've merged, do you, do you feel like through that experience that you did find your purpose? I Are feel like I found looking? part of it. Yeah. I found part of it. Um, I think there is going to be, there is going to be another stage. Um, that is that is that is coming that I think is going to be more about one of the things that I'm really excited about um with what's coming next and 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 with the merger is that we are we're going to be bringing in some other artists and other writers and other people to do both like licensed collections and other artists and writers to work under this brand um and there there may be there are some changes in the works that I can't quite announce yet but that are that are super exciting in that direction. Um, and we have a big collection launching in January with a, with an artist who I can't say yet, but is a friend of mine and who I'm super, super excited about. And one of the things that that's, this is move is going to allow me to do is be more of a, um, more of like a host of a variety show, um, and a curator and, um, a creative director, than actually executing all of the work. And so I'm really excited to, I have this platform that we've built and to be able to be like, everyone, this is Dory. Look how awesome Dory is. Like, go check out Dory's collection. Go check out Kate's collection. Go check out, you know, like, (laughs) so look at this. Like art today. (laughs) and, um, And I'm really excited about moving more in that direction. And then also at the same time, then being able to do more, podcasting, do more mm-hmm. writing, do more speaking. Mm-hmm. I want to do another book. I want to do, you know, there are all of these things that I want to do that go beyond um, making products. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited that it looks like I'm going to have the opportunity to do those things, which is great. Oh, that's so cool. I wanted to find out what what your kind of daily spiritual practices mm-hmm. are, because we talked about you yes. taking that 
um, intensive, yes. that master's program, what do you do now okay. to kind of ground yourself so in spirituality? So here's what I do. Um, I get I quit watching TV. Period. Like for the most part, like f- period for four months. And then now I watch like maybe an hour a week and it's really mindful. Like, mm. um, What do you watch? Well, right now, <laughs> right now, uh, it's really mindful. I watch Bachelor. Exactly, I'm watching only in Paradise. Only Paradise. Paradise um, is Paradise. Is, it's the most spiritual one. Um, I'm watching. No, it's not about the like mind. Like it's just I choose yeah, mindfully. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just like it's not just like consuming like whatever totally. is happening on TV. But um, right now. Uh, right now we're watching the newest season of Insecure. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, which is great. And so it's like, this is something I really want to watch. Yeah. It's not just like Bachelor in Paradise or something random that You're I'm not like, watching sure. a House Hunters marathon. Exactly. Right. right, right. Like, I'm not, right. No one's, I'm not watching people flip something. Like, whatever. Chip and Joanna? Yeah. Um, not that it's not great, but it was like, okay, I have to be, it was, it's basically been a really, really like strict is the wrong word my like purposeful curation of my time selective selective right select curating my time and so i get up um i write in a journal most mornings um some mornings i don't do it but i try to do it i go to i work at the office 3 days a week monday or tuesday wednesday thursday which is a long commute for me which is why i'm only in the office 2 days 3 days a week and then monday friday i work from home um and so Every day includes journal journaling, which I had not done for years. Um, and I'm back into, and I really like doing it. Um, and I let, and I do not let myself read it once I've written it. Mm. I can go back and read it like a couple weeks later, but like my tendency, because I've been writing to sort to to turn it into something for so long, like the 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 synapses and the path in my brain is writing and like monetization are connected. And Mm, so it's like, can I, what do I turn this in? What will this become? And it's like, no, just write, just write terrible crap. Like you don't, it doesn't have to become anything. It doesn't have to, you don't have to have a higher purpose for this writing. Just, just write to write. And so I do that. Um, I, I meditate, um, sometimes five minutes, sometimes like up to half an hour Guided meditations are great. Like, I think that a lot of people think that guided meditations are somehow like cheating mm. or like that they're less, um, like that they're like less effective or that like in order to be a real meditator, you have to like sit there, you know, on a hard cushion and, and just be with your brain. And actually, that's totally not true. Like, the effects are the same, um, whether you're doing that or doing or 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 listening to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um and I find that guided meditations um especially in the beginning when I was learning to do it were so helpful in terms of having something else to focus on and getting out of my thoughts um and being able to feel like I was connecting in do that you, way. Do you have um an app or like a program that yes, you use? Yes. I love Insight Timer. Um, I tried to do Headspace, but I didn't like how you had to – Headspace kind of makes you listen to things sequentially and you have to like unlock things by doing other things. And I was like, I, that's too many rules. I want to be yeah. able to like listen. To, <laughs> and, and it's like this and – it, and, it, and it may be different now, but it was like this one guy. And I was like, I like I like to listen to a lady and I like to – like I want – like I just had like different – I had different – I wanted to do different things. And so I love the Insight Timer app um, because you can – 
do a guided meditation or you can also like have it just time you and do and you can put bells at certain intervals like sometimes I'll do a practice that gosh I think it I think it was like Tony Robbins or somebody that I first heard about it where it's like you do 3 minutes of gratitude and then a bell rings to signal that that to shift you know shift your thinking and then 3 minutes of manifestation of like feeling into the things that you want to create in your life. Um, and then three minutes of uh, like loving kindness, like sending loving out um, into the world. And I really like that practice. Um, and that feels like, because it also feels like you, when you have something to focus on mm -hmm. in your brain, instead of just your breath, I find that's really helpful in terms of quieting the rest of my mind and and having the time, you know, and not just feeling like I'm sitting there um, waiting for the time to go by or, you know, like trying to get out of that crawling mind feeling. Um, and what else do I do? Um, I'm working with a woman named Robin Rice who is um, – who's, who's amazing. Like she's a, she's a shaman. Um, and she is an author and she is, uh, like a, I don't know how to describe her spiritual leader, elder, the wisest person I've ever met in my life. Like basically every, like, and, and I just, um, working with her has been so helpful. And we mm -hmm. talk, uh, we Skype twice a week. Um, and, are working on sort of a project, a project together that's basically helping me figure out the next iteration of my voice in the world and also helping me learn to let go of a lot of the habits that I had created that were not serving me and replace them with habits that do serve me. And a lot of that is connecting spiritually and learning to trust my intuition and learning to trust I mean it's like it sounds like such a cliche thing to say like trust the universe because I certainly am not going to be one of those people that says well everything happens for a reason but I what I do think is that shitty things happen and that it's of course you're going to feel shitty about them. Mm -hmm. Like that's human and that's normal. And like, that's a, that's of course, but that you also then get to decide what that experience ultimately is going to mean for you and how you're going to use what you learned in that experience. And you, it doesn't mean that you say, oh, I'm glad this person died. You know, like, it's not like, oh, this person died, and so I therefore have to turn it into this, like, internalize it and turn it into this positive thing. But it's more about this thing happened, and I get to choose now what I do moving forward and how that affects me and how that – and and – really and really making conscious choices and and understanding the space between 
action and reaction. So taking that, taking a, taking that pause and being able to respond instead of mm-hmm. react, and cultivating, which which helps cultivate detachment from emotions and helps cultivate like because a, for me when I'm really driven by my emotions all the time, like that's not great. Like it it is it 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 contributes to depression and it contribute like it contributes to anxiety and and so a lot of the spirituality stuff for me is about learning how to take a step back and get quiet in my body and feel and and feel into my like like un, it's it's so much unlearning mm-hmm. it's so much unlearning um I feel like I'm not explaining it very well. And I think one of the things, one of the things that's really hard, I find, I find explaining spirituality really, really difficult. And one of the challenges that I have for myself is to, is to figure out how to explain what I'm learning right now in a way that other people can understand and people who are turned off by the concept of spirituality because the concept of spirituality comes with a lot of like weird baggage and people are like, Oh, I don't want another book with a rainbow on the cover. And, and, um, and like, it's just, it just sounds like meme city, you know? And a lot of people (laughs) saying like, love yourself. And you're like, cool. How the hell do I do that? You know? And one of the big challenges that I'm posing for myself that I'm, that I'm excited about is starting to write into that space of, not that I can tell you how to love yourself, but I can tell you how I'm learning to love myself. And maybe that will help you. Emily, this was amazing. And you're amazing. Thank you. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it was just so great to talk to you. And we love everything that you do. So thank you. Love your car- you. your cards. Sent so many of your cards. Drank out of so many of your mugs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where can people find you? People can find us um, online at emilymcdowell.com. They can also find us at 1,500 or so retailers. Um, and there is – if you go to the footer of emilymcdowell.com, you, there's a, a big – there's a retailer's link that is in orange. And people can click that and look up by city and state mm, cool. um, where retailers are locally. Um, retailers won't always carry the same, like the the whole, the only place to get the whole, whole selection is on our website and we do free shipping over at $35, just throwing that out there. Um, but yes, retailers are also great. If you want to just pick something up locally, please do. Awesome. Thanks cool. so much. Emily. Thank and thank you again to Carrie yes. for that amazing bio. I love you, Carrie Chapin. Thank you, Carrie Chapin. So Kate... Yes. How did good old honoring the cold go? Well, I did shoot you a text message on Saturday. Do a lot of, we do a lot of texting. We do. And I was, I said something along the lines of like, I just woke up from a three hour nap. It's so, I'm so, I'm so discombobulated. And you reminded me. Yeah. I believe you were also like, I'm so annoyed. Like you, you expressed annoyance. I felt like I had wasted the day. Yes, exactly. But I had been really tired and feeling really run down and the nap did feel great. Mm -hmm. And you reminded me that I said I was going to honor my stupid cold. It's like, hey, this is honoring your cold. (sighs) This cold has been chugging along for two weeks now. Yeah, you've had it for a while. I still don't feel great, but 
I did slow down a little bit. So I guess I did honor my cold. Good. Yeah. I, I don't normally, I normally kind of try to plow ahead when I'm sick. Yeah. And um, it can be hard to slow down, but I did it. Totally. How is your gift figuring out going for your husband? Well, I haven't landed on the gift yet, but I have started doing some perusing. So I feel like I'm sort. I feel like I'm like circling around the gift. Do you give yourself a deadline for when you want to have all your holiday gifts purchased by? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess the actual holidays. Yeah, I mean, in the past, I've been known to try to do it all like a couple days before, which is not the best idea. Use that overnight shipping. And, yeah, yeah, or I've like that. Like run out to the mall. I mean. It's just, it's too hectic. Remind me, do you and Matt exchange gifts at Hanukkah, at Christmas, or at both? Like, we exchange gifts at Christmas. So this will be a Christmas gift. We commemorate Hanukkah. And I think like when we have kids, I would like to actually like do Hanukkah. But no, right now we just do Christmas. And usually we get our, actually now that I'm thinking about it, we usually get our Christmas tree over Thanksgiving weekend. So we'll probably get it. We're coming home Saturday. We'll probably get it Sunday. You do a fresh tree. We do a fresh tree. I know you have a great fake tree. I love my, and I never thought I would be a fake tree lover, but I love this. Maybe this is the year we just bite the bullet and get the fake tree. It's a, it's expensive. I mean, it was like $200. Yeah, but, but like trees are expensive. A fresh tree. I feel like, like every year, we, I feel like we spent, we've spent over $100 at like home and like we go to Home Depot and get the tree. We're not going to like fancy artisanal Christmas tree farm. Willow and Sage Christmas tree yeah. farm. Yeah. I, I will say the cool thing about my fake tree, if you are a uh, Christmas celebrator, is that it switches light color. So I can either have white lights or colored lights. Ooh, and you don't have to buy separate lights. No, the lights come on the tree. You just oh. press a little button and it switches to whatever because your mood putting is. putting those lights on is so annoying. The worst. Oh, we're getting a fake tree. You got it at Costco, right? <laughs> of course, Dory. I remember you told me Do that. You know, you know I live in a Costco, yeah, right? I'm gathering that. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, to be fair, you also do, you live much closer to Costco than I, I do. There's a Costco seven minutes from my house. Yeah. So, but it's, this is usually getting... when like Matt and I haven't been to Costco in so long, but usually we'll do, cause we're kind of equidistant from the Atwater Costco and the Burbank Costco. So we'll usually like plug it into ways and see which one is quicker depending on, you know, the time of day it can really vary. It's true. So I just want to. Welcome one and all to Costco. So, Dory, what is your intention for this Thanksgiving week? Well, you know, I think I just want to kind of be in the moment with my family. You know, I, I know that that is like kind of similar to your intention, but let's have matching intentions. Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to be grateful that I'm able to travel to see my family, that I'm able, you know, that, that I am close with my family. I want to spend some time with my nieces and you know, my older niece is going to be three in January. So she's like starting to be a real person, you know, like, I don't know, maybe we'll like bake cookies or something. Yeah. You totally will get to spend quality time together. And then my younger niece is turning into like a real cute, chunky baby that Mm. I just want to like, yeah. So I'm very excited. What about you? Mine is very similar. Um, I'm going to be on a vacation with my family. Yeah. And I would like to disconnect from social media and just focus on, I, I put us, but just like be really present, yeah. be in the moment, 
enjoy each other's company, whether we're squabbling or having a, or having the best time of our lives. Maybe I'll take social media off my phone. That's what I was thinking. You know, just yeah. really try to to be present and also yeah. just slow my my brain down a little bit. But like you, just really appreciate the fact that we get to spend this time together. Yeah. Um, so thank you, listeners. Yeah, we, thank if, you. Whether or not you celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday, we are grateful for you. And we hope yes. you're having a lovely day. And as a reminder, you can always reach us at 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is serums. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate you leaving us a rating or even a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. And if you mention us on the social media outlet of your choice, we are also very grateful for that. And Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by someone we're very grateful for, Sammy Junio. Thanks for listening.